to say good morning to everyone. We thank and praise God for our church family. We thank and praise God for our online community. We are excited about what God is, has already done in this new year. It's just that we have to walk it out. Amen. Because he never does anything else again because he said it is finished. And when he say it is finished, it's finished. Then the other part is left up to us. We have to walk it out. And we are just grateful that the Lord allowed us to, to cross over into a new year. And even though it's new to us, it's not new to him because he already knows what's going to happen in this year. And we are thankful and, and grateful that the Lord has made preparation, uh, preparations and provisions and all these things that have already been set in place. Regardless of how chaotic it may be around us, we don't have to worry about it because God has already taken care of it. We just need to make sure that we stay under the cloud. Amen. Everybody's not under the cloud. And some are under the cloud, but they don't have the faith. They don't mix things with faith. No matter what is happening, no matter what is going on, the Lord will take care of his children. Amen. How many know that you're a child of God? Amen. In spite of what I may not be. Amen. Uh, when it comes down to the corporate world, I know who I am. I, I'm a child of God. So regardless of what takes place out here, I st- I'm still who, who God says that I am. And I, I'm confident in who I am because God has made me a child of the king. And that's what we all have to be with that mindset, regardless of what's going on or what's happening. Amen. So we are excited about what the Lord is, is, is made preparations for the body of Christ. I'm looking forward, I guess I should say, for the good, the bad, and the ugly because I know that he's in the midst of all of it. Amen. Nothing can come. Nothing can come unless he allows it. Nothing can come unless he allows it to come. And because he allows it to come, we just have to understand that, you know, because of his presence, as long as we know that his presence is with us, we don't have to worry about anything. Everything is set. There's a timing for everything. And because God's timing is not like our timing, we can rest assured that everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. And we, we just have to, we just have to, 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 to stay in faith. We have to stay in faith. That's very important. We have to stay in faith. Stay in faith, regardless of what's going on. You know, don't, God did not give us a spirit of fear, one of power, love, and a sound mind. Our thing is God helped me to keep a sound mind, amen, in the midst of all the confusion. I've got to have a sound mind, amen. And then this time we're going to go ahead and we're going to hear uh, from, from the heaven. Uh, we're going to hear from the word of God. Um, let's give God a hand clap of praise, amen, because I'm looking to hear from heaven, amen. I'm looking for heaven to open up and drop down a word in my spirit that's going to take me through this week, amen, through this day. Uh, I don't want to go outside this day because today has a parameter. Now, tomorrow, take care of yourself. I want some for today. Amen. Let's give God, once again, a hand clap of praise. Testing. One, two, three. Testing. Testing. One, two, three. Good morning, House of Destiny. H-O-D in the house. Amen. Give God some praise up in the house, then. If you're here this morning, give God some praise. It's a beautiful day outside, isn't it? Isn't it a good day to come and serve the Lord? You know, the Bible says in Psalms 122, verses 3, I believe it says that I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet stands in the gates of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a city that is built, compacted together. Mm-hmm. Where the tribes go up, how many of y'all want to go up this morning? Where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to give thanks unto the Holy Father and Lord of salvation, our God. Amen. Let's give God some praise up in the house this morning. Heavenly Father, we are here this morning. We are here this morning to give thanks unto you and to praise your holy name. Lord, allow me to decrease while you increase in me. Father, let nothing be shown this morning except the will of God, the perfect will of God. And as I go forth in this message today, I give thanks and honor to you, O Lord. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Amen. 
Let the church say amen. amen at the mention of his name. Amen. Isn't that a beautiful song? Beautiful song. Every knee shall bow, tongue confess that you are Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us go to the book of Judges. We've got a unique word from the Lord this morning. Very unique word. And I want to take my time and just do what God would have me to do. Book of Judges. We're going to start in the 10th chapter at verses 15. Amen. Mm-hmm. Book of Judges, chapter 10, verses 15. I'm going to read verses 15 through 18. Then we're going to see what the Lord said. The title of our message today is Tribal Instinct. Tribal Instinct. There is a spirit in this world that is a tribal instinct. And there is a spirit of God that has a tribal instinct to it. That's why the tribes go up. The tribal instinct of the world would divide us. Do you believe that? In this world today, there are so many different type polarizations. Some believe this, some believe that. Ethnicities, tribal, they, 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 birds of a feather, they say, flock together because of tribal instinct. People flock together because of tribal instinct. God's people flock together because of tribal instinct. In the Lord. You're either going to have it in the Lord or you're going to have it in the world. Now, the tribal instinct of the world divides. That's why you got so many religions. That's why you got so many uh, uh, denominations. That's why you got so many uh, uh, political views. See, tribal instinct draws you. That's why races have problems because tribal instinct. See, you see it on your job. Tribal instinct, birds of a feather, they flock together, they eat together, they do things together. Am I right about it? I mean, it's just the way it is, right? But see, God brings us into his tribes, and we're of the tribe of Judah, the tribe of praise. God brings us into his tribe to unify us. The world brings us into its tribe to divide us. See the difference? So what we have is a lot of division. Not only in the world, but within ourselves, right? Why? Tribal instinct. It's tribal instinct. I'm going to show it to you in the book. So we have to understand what the Word of God is saying here this morning. It says in verses 15 of Judges, the 10th chapter, And the children of Israel said unto the Lord, We have sinned. Boy, it's good to admit you're wrong. Eh? Do thou unto us whatsoever seemeth good unto thee. Just deliver us only, we pray thee, this day. See, they done got themselves in a situation. And in that situation, what has happened is, is that now they're ready to submit themselves to God. And they say, whatever you want us to do, we'll do it. How many times have we gotten ourselves in situations and then we tell God we're ready to do whatever it is that he would have us to do just to get out of it and go and do just the opposite. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Verse 16 says, And they put away the strange gods from among them and served the Lord. And his soul was grieved for the misery of evil. See, God... He kind of repented himself because of Israel had sinned and he can't go against his word. So because he can't go against his word, they had to be chastised. Amen. 
But how many of y'all know just like a father has to chastise his children, you know, it's not a good thing. None of us are happy because we have to chastise our children and neither is God. So it grieved him that he had to do it, but he had to do what he had to do in order to make things right with us again. Now, in verse 17, it says, Then, watch this, Then the children of Ammon were gathered together. That word Ammon there means tribal. See, tribal instinct is what we're dealing with here today. See, because every time we go to do good, evil is there present with us because of that tribal instinct, that nature that's in us that causes us to want to divide ourselves from God. And when we divide ourselves from God, we also divide ourselves from humanity. And now this one is going this way because it believes this way. This one is going that way because it believes that way. And now what we got is what we call a mess. It's called schism in the body. Notice that the children of Ammon, that tribal instinct, they gathered together. But notice something here. And they encamped in Gilead. Going to deal with all this. And the children of Israel assembled themselves together. Notice the difference. Ammon, that world spirit of tribal instinct, it gathered itself together. But the children of Israel assembled. Big difference there. And encamped in Mizpah. What you have here is two different elements going on. The world doesn't want you to assemble yourselves together. It wants us to gather. It's like, okay, you buy a bicycle. Well, they don't, you usually don't buy them full now. They come in a box. Everything comes in a box. All the parts are gathered together. But it's not assembled. So it can't do you no good. Because... If it's just gathered, if we just come here and we just gather ourselves together, we're not doing, we're not a functioning body. You see, in order for a body to function, it's got to be assembled. You see, it can't have an arm over here and a leg over there and a nose over here and all that just gathered. See, and see, that's what the world does. All it wants to do is gather us together. But it doesn't want us to assemble. There's power in the assembly. That's why they call it the assembly, not the gathering. It's got to be assembled. It's a difference between gathered. The world will gather you, but God will assemble you. Do you understand what I'm saying up in here this morning to you, church? Amen. So that we see here that these jokers aiming that tribal instinct in us, it gathered together, and notice where it gathered at. It gathered, it camped itself in a place called Gilead. Gilead is that rocky place. Y'all remember we talked about that rocky region? Remember? See, see, during your time of trying to do good in the Lord, and you running up on these rough times, that's when that tribal instinct is going to come and try to encamp itself around you and pull you back out of the church, away from God. Listen to me, church. It's going to pull you away from doing what you need to do for God because now it's pulling you at jobs, money. You know, these same things keep coming up every week because those are the things that are destroying us. We started running at these other things. That's, that, that's the children of Ammon, that tribal instinct of the world pulling you. When you go to do good, evil is there present with you. All right now. So here we are, and they're in a rough place. You've been in a rough place in your life before. Some of us are in a rough place now. Amen. Can I get an amen to that? Everybody in here is going through something. And what we got to learn to do is to wait patiently on God because God is our only salvation. Our salvation is not in the things that we want, but our salvation is in the Lord, and that's the things that we need. Do you agree with that? They encamped. That tribal instinct, that thing that wants to pull you away from God, 
into the world, and then when you get into the world, it has a whole lot of subdivisions in it. So division, 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 it just continues to go on and on and on and on and on because it doesn't want us to assemble. It don't mind us gathering, but it don't want us to assemble together. So the world wants you to assemble, I mean together, together. But God wants us to assemble ourselves together to become functional as a body, as a body. And I'm bidding my time on when God says to, to teach a seminar on spiritual gifts because we're at a level now where God is doing so much for us, you know, that, and that's why I try to give people chances in here because I see their potential, I see their gifts. Why not just turn them loose to let them do what they need to do? You see, you only get better at your gift when you allow your gift to be utilized. Amen? Amen. It's just like a weightlifter, you know. You want to get stronger or better, you got to lift weights. You got you to have what uh, uh, Minister Vernon Adams would say. You got to have what we call good work ethics. How's your work ethics in the Lord? We know how your work ethics are on the job because you're there every day. Whether you're sick, you'll drag yourself out that bed. Yeah, you will. But when it comes time to drag yourself out the bed for the Lord, now you now that might be a problem for me today. Am I in the house? So we got to get better at that, right? We, we got to take this thing more serious now, right? Because after all, Pastor told you last week, manna ceased, right? That means it's not going to be handed to you anymore. Now you got to eat from the fruit of the land. And if you don't work nothing and plant nothing, then ain't nothing coming in. And a man don't work, a man don't eat, right? So the way God came last year or in the past, it ain't going to be the same now. See, you're going to have to get up. God's looking for somebody to be real with this thing now. We got, we, we got to do some things now. In other words, we're going to have to make some changes, ain't we? Amen? Boy, I'm so glad that the changes are in effect. Amen? So they gathered, and the children of Israel, verse 17, they assembled themselves together, and they encamped themselves in a place called Mizpah. Mizpah means the watchtower. It's a place within your soul where the Lord is able to look. See, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And his ears are open unto their prayers, the book of Peter tells us. Amen? Amen. So you've got one that encamps the, 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 the instinct of the world, that tribal instinct of the world. What it does is it gathers itself in a place called your rough time in life. Gilead. Are you with me? But the children of Israel assembled themselves in the watchtower where the eyes of the Lord was watching over them. Amen? There's a big difference here, y'all. You got to see what's going on here. You got to see what the Word of God is saying. Go to uh, uh, Judges 11.1. Will you put 11.1 up there for me, please? Can I get (coughs) 11.1? Judges 11.1. Now, now means what? Say it. Say it like you mean it. Now means what? Not 12 B.C. or whenever that was, but now. That word Jephthah in Hebrew is pronounced Yiptok. But for the sake of English, we'll just say Jephthah. Jephthah, which means God's opens, okay? He was a Gileadite mm-hmm. and was a mighty man of valor. And he was the son of a harlot, and Gilead was the one that begot Jephthah. Notice what Jephthah was. Now, Jephthah means God opens. The Gileadite 
represents that rough region in your life. Every one of us in here was born out of sorrow. I'm talking about being born again. Every one of us in here didn't come to God when things were doing good. We came to God when we were in a situation where we saw we needed God. Amen? Amen. We, we, our new birth came from that rough region in our life. Can I talk to you this morning? Can I preach to you? You see, it didn't come from them easy things in life because, see, that's why God got it set up like that. Because God got it set up like that because we need to know that without him we can do nothing. We can absolutely do nothing without God. I don't care how smart you are. You know your intellect, you're just smart enough to screw up something. Your own life. You, that's all the intellect. Yeah, come on, y'all. You read all kind of books, but you won't read the Bible. You believe what this so-called authority says about this and that so-called. That what good has that done in your life? You still jacked up. The only thing going to help you is that word. And the only way the word is going to help you is you're going to have to mix it with faith. Because if you don't mix it with faith, then it ain't going to profit you. Because your intellect is going to keep you. That's that old tribal instinct. It's going to keep you from understanding what God is trying to tell you. You didn't make yourself. God made you and gave you the blueprint, that Bible, about you and me. But we want to go above God. We want to say that, well, his word is outdated. No, you outdated. And you better get in date before it's too late. Because like she said, 2020, man of ceased. Where you used to could go, and just do things and get jobs and all of this. God will set you down. Well, and when God got his hand on you, can't nobody else save you. I don't care what you do. It ain't going to happen until God, God going to prove himself. He going to let you know you ain't what you think you are. I'm going to stop you and I'm going to sit you down and you're going to honor me, and when you honor me, then I'm going to open up. The word Jephthah means open up. God opens. You see? Now, they were in a rough place, right? And he was born out of that rough place, right? So when he was reborn, or when he was born, we're talking about being born again, y'all. When he was born again, see, God opened up a place. In the spirit realm for him. Amen. See things begin to change. But see they didn't like him. Because he wasn't like them. See he was the son. Which is the builder of a harlot. How many of y'all know that all of us are harlots. We've all stepped out on God. But God say I'm married to the backslider. What Jeremiah. He was the builder. The son of a harlot. And Gilead, that rough place in our life, is what birthed us. And it birthed us out of a rough spot so that God could open up and bring us back into his fold. Amen? Are y'all following what the Holy Spirit is saying in here? He breaks this thing down. We're talking about tribal instinct. Now, the Bible says here that Gilead begot Jephthah. 1 Corinthians 10.13 tells us that he was born out of that rough place. No matter what you're going through in life. Let me get 1 Corinthians 10.13, son. No matter what you're going through in life. I don't care how rough it is. What kind of temptation. Look at this. There has no temptation taken you but such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which ye are able. But with the temptation, with it, y'all, he will also make a way, Jephthah, God opens, 
He makes a way to do what? Escape that rough place in your life. Amen? Amen. That temptation. That you may be able to do what? Bear that rough time in your life. To be able to stand in the midst of things when, when, when the wind's got you rocking this way and rocking that way and pulling you back this way and pushing you forward that way. God said, I'm going to open up something for you in your rough time so that you will be able to withstand what you're going through. He said, I'm not going to put more on you than you can bear, but before, so before I finish with you, you're going to give me the honor you're going to throw your intellect out the window. You're going to throw your so-called philosophies out the window. You're going to throw all of that. And you're going to bow. At the mention of your name, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, you are, you are Lord. Amen? Amen. He's going to make that thing happen. Church, he's going to make it happen. He's going to make it happen in your life. Yes, it's going to be rough, but God say, don't worry about it. I'm going to give you a way to escape. But how many of y'all know that when you're talking about escaping something, you got a small window. <laughs> we got a car wash one time, <laughs> be a brother. You remember that brother? Over there in Boy Spring. And this little girl, she ran through that, and the door almost closed on her, but she got through. Old crazy brother said, she barely made it in, but she made it, you know. And, I, 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 and see, she saw, Brenda saw a spiritual message in what that little girl did. She escaped. You see, you don't have a, a big opportunity, a big window to escape. It's quick. You got to take it while you got it. See, some of y'all are now in a rough spot, and God giving you the opportunity to escape. Now, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. He's giving you the chance. But it's up to you. Go back to Judges 11, verses 2 and 3. Are y'all getting this so far? Everybody all? Tribal instinct. Tribal instinct. And Gilead's wife bare him son. And his wife's sons grew up. Mm -hmm. And look what they've done to what God opens. Jephthah. They threw him out. And said to him, you can't inherit in our father's house, for you're the son of a strange woman. See, how many times have religious folk told you you wasn't good enough because you didn't satisfy them. Hmm? How many times have you gone up in a church where religious folk at and because you didn't look like them, you didn't act like them, you had problems that they didn't have, but they had problems too, but to let them, t- <laughs> let them tell they didn't have nothing. And they shunned you and thrust you out. They didn't have to literally tell you to go. They didn't show you no love. That showed you all you needed to know. Right? Hmm? You run around here hollering, lifting up Jesus' name all you want to, like I was telling them this morning in the car. If you ain't showing no love, you ain't lifting up Jesus. I don't care how much you run your mouth about Jesus. It's love that's going to draw. Because God is love. It's love that's going to draw all men. All men are drawn to love. All, even a dog understand love. Everything that breathes the breath of life, he say, praise ye the Lord. Because everything understands love. Everything. There's nothing out here that don't understand love. So, they thrust him out. Say, now, you, you, you ain't good enough. You ain't good enough. But I'm going to show you something here. Verse 3. So, Jephthah, he fled from his brethren. Judges 11, verse 3. See? 
And he dwelt in a land called Tob. Tob means the land of good. That's where good going to happen to you. And there were gathered, look, he didn't assemble himself. And there were gathered vain men to Jephthah. How many of y'all know that your gift will draw all kind of people? And some of these people are going to be vain people. But God going to use them not to assemble themselves with you, but to get a, a job done. Notice, they didn't assemble themselves together with him. See, Jephthah, he didn't go to them. They came to him. Why? Because Jephthah dwelt in the land of T-O-B, which is in the land of good. See, when people see you doing good, they'll draw to you. Especially if they're going through. They'll draw to you. And if they don't, they're crazy. So he dwelt in the land of Tob, the land of good. And these vain men came and gathered themselves to him and went out with him. Look at Luke 16, verse 9. Look what Jesus said. Now, these vain men, them people wasn't saved. Them were unrighteous people. Y'all know what vanity is. Y'all know what vain men are. Think they got it all going on. You know, they don't care. Tribal instinct of the world. They had that instinct. You just keep it in the context. And I say unto you, look what Jesus says. Make to yourself friends of the what? Yeah, unsaved people. It's got some stuff, got something to offer. Mammon of unrighteousness. That when you fail, and you will, that you, they may receive you into everlasting habitation. Well, what that means is that you need to be able to use your belongings to gain worldly friends. So when you're destitute, they can help you to continue in eternal life. All right. Corporations. I'll give you an idea. Most corporations could care less whether you say it or not. The only thing they care about is money. Amen? Now, but if you make friends with them, like House of Destiny have, they'll supply you, and when you don't have, They'll give to you so that you can continue to go on on the road to everlasting life and to bring others along that want to go. They could care less whether you're saved or not. They could care less whether they're saved or not. They could care less whether you're saved or not. But because you had something to offer them, they'll connect with you and they'll offer you what they got. See, it worked both ways. So Jesus said, now you, you, you make yourself some friends that got some money so that when your money fails you and the church gets stupid on you and the people don't want to give nothing because they're stingy, you know how y'all are. Do I need to get back up here? <laughs> because you don't trust God with your $2. See, you, don't, you, you haven't reached that level yet where a little in God's hand is a lot. So you're afraid, because of tribal instinct, you're afraid to put that $2 in God's hand because you don't know nothing about the two fishes and the five loaves. See? 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 You don't know nothing about how them apostles, who they, 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 they were disciples then, that they robbed the little boy of his baggy, doggy bag. They robbed him. His mama hadn't made that little doggy bag for him to eat. But they come along and they took it. He offered it. They took it. But see, that little old boy knew something was going on. He said, I got this a little in God's hand. See, he trusted God. How many of us would have done that? You out in the middle of the desert? hot and you got your little two fishes and five loaves and you ain't worried about nobody else 
And somebody come to you and say, now, let, let us have this because we're going to feed the multitude. Well, first of all, your mind wouldn't even be able to grasp that because you're working out of none faith. But the little boy was working out of faith. He knew that, okay, if I can get this into the right hands, what I got, if I can get it into the right hands, man, everybody will be fed. See, he wasn't thinking about himself. He was thinking about the whole. See, see, when you're in God's game, you got to be thinking about the whole. You can't be thinking about your little $2 and all you got. <laughs> and, and, and see, see, that's that old tribal instinct. That's that old worldly instinct. See, that's what disconnects us from the glory of God because God's saying, now, I can't use him or her because their heart ain't right. Their heart ain't right. You see, this thing only works when you give out of necessity. That's the only time it becomes a, what we call a sacrifice. There ain't no sacrifice if I got a thousand dollars in my pocket and I want to give fifty. That's easy. That ain't no sacrifice. Oh boy. But if I got fifty. And the light bill do, and this is due, and that. Lord, I don't know. You can't pay the light bill $50. <laughs> they still going to cut the lights off, so you might as well take a chance with God. Are you listening? Take a chance with God. I've been at places where they say, Anybody can get $200, get $200. I say, Brenda, give them $200. And before we get home, them $200 done already got several times this happened. I ain't trying to trick you up here. I'm telling you what's done happen. Because when I gave it, I didn't care whether God gave it back anyway. All I done was heard God say give, and I give. See, I didn't hear it from them. I heard it from God when it was spoken. So I trusted God. I didn't trust what a man was saying. I trusted God. I trusted God. And then there are places where they say give 500 or 100 or whatever, and I don't get nothing. Because God didn't speak to me to do it. You understand what I'm saying? See, you got to be in tune with God on this thing. But I don't care. If this is the place where you're getting fed at, I don't know why I'm even going this way. I guess God knows. Because I'm sure speaking out of the Holy Ghost up in here this morning. If this way you going at, and this way you getting fed at, and this way you getting nurtured at, and we're the watchman over your soul, then you ought to try to keep it going. Yeah, you ought to do that. You ought to do that. Not only with money, but with your gifts and everything else. You ought to try to keep it going. I know I'm real up in here. And make yourself some friends with mammon. Look at 11 verses 4 through 6. Over there. Watch this. And in the process, verse 4 says, Judges 11, and in the process, or, or it came to pass, which is in the process of time, in the process of time, that the children of Ammon, that's that old spirit of the world, that old tribal instinct, it made war. Against Israel. People, let me tell you something. It might be all right today, but war is coming. I ain't talking about no physical war. I don't care nothing about that. I don't care nothing about no Iran and all that old crazy talk. Jesus done already said there's going to be wars and rumors of war. Shut up. Quit worrying me with that kind of stuff, Facebook. I don't even want to hear it. Because I know what God's words say. I know I'm covered. I ain't got to worry about that. Why is I wasting my time? See, that's that tribal instinct that's pulling you away and pulling you into that old political garbage. And then when you get in that old political garbage, then it pulls you to either to what they call the left or the right. Y'all understand what's being said up in here, don't you? It said, now, war. They made war 
in the process of time. And in five, it says, and it was so that when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, that the elders now, here they come. Same ones that ran them out. The elders of Gilead, uh-huh, those that had been in that rough place for a long time, went to fetch Japheth. God opened. They went to fetch him out of the land that he was in, the land of Tob. In other words, now, they're over there in a rough spot. And tribal instinct of the world is coming crashing down on them. You know, the more things of the world. Tear them up. They know that they done ran that individual out of, t- out of Dodge that God opens. That, that good thing that God opens up. And he's over there dwelling in a place called good. How many of y'all dwelling in a place called good this morning? I'm dwelling in a place called good. And I'm glad about it. You know why? Because he opened up a place in my rough spot so that I could enter into the land of good. He took my feet out of that miry clay that I was in, sat me up on a rock, established my goings. And though a thousand fall at my left, 10,000 at my right. Ain't none of it going to affect me. None of it. Because I'm covered in God's blood. Can you say that for yourself this morning? See, this, this, you got to know. I can't do it for you. You, you, you see, see, I wear life with favor. And favor fits me like a tailor. Now how does it fit you? See, a tailor custom made. God is the tailor, and he makes favor. He custom fits you with it, favor. So you got to wear your life with favor, and you got to let God fit you with it like a tailor. You got to catch that. I can't wear your favor. Don't you ever be stupid enough to try to wear mine, because it costs me. It's going to cost you to wear yours. It's going to cost you to wear yours. Now look here. So, and verse 6 says, Judges 11 verse 6, And they said unto Jephthah, Come and be our captain. Oh, you didn't want me at first. That ye may fight with the children of Raymond. See, see, now all hell unbroke loose in your life. Now you're willing to hear what the preacher is. <laughs> I'm going to get all back up here. I ain't fooling with y'all. <laughs> See, I'm not. I'm going to go back up here. I'm going to hide from y'all. <laughs> you ain't got your head busted. Now you're ready to listen to the preacher. Hmm? Mm-hmm. So you come and seek him out. Because you need a word. Amen? Mm-hmm. You didn't need one when you were doing good. <laughs> but when that thing started tapping you on your head, now you, 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 you running down toward, preacher, I need you. <laughs> I need a word. You need a word? Yeah. Did you catch that? Everybody got one of these. You need a word? Open it. And do what it say. And you'll dwell in the land of good. But look here. You got to be careful with this thing now. Because old Tob was over there. Old, old uh, Jephthah was over there doing good. He was dwelling. You understand that? He was dwelling in a good place. And then here come these other scoundrels that ran him out. Now they need help. Amen. So they come. Now we want you to be our captain. Old Jephthah, he remembered what they did to him, so he said, now. Verse 7. And they slid, and, 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 and they said unto Jephthah, Come and be our captain, that ye may fight mm-hmm. with the children of Amos. Yeah, yeah. Go down here to verse 8. 
And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, Therefore we turn again to thee now, uh-huh. that thou mayest go with us, oh, now you want me to go with you, and fight against the children of Ramah, and be our head over all the inhabitants of that rough region. See, see now, now you want me to, you want me to, <laughs> what you say better stuff? Mm-hmm. Now you want me to fight your battle. Yeah. You're in a rough spot. Now you want me to fight your battle for you. When I was trying to tell you how to fight the battle before you got in the battle. But you wouldn't listen. Now you're in the battle. Now you're ready to listen. But you still ain't ready to really fight the battle. You want me to fight it with you. When I was fighting the battle with you before the battle even came. And giving you the instructions that you needed so that you would do better. But your intellect, your stupid, foolish intellect would not allow you, I'm speaking to you, world, would not allow you to hear the word of the Lord. No, you wanted a soft message, one that could tickle your ears and make you feel good. But when hell broke loose in your life, then you needed a real word from the Lord because you found out that God is not a Santa Claus. Now look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor that. That's what you do. All this old silly stuff going on in the church. Look at verse 29. We're going to roll on. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. And he passed over that rough spot, Gilead. He passed over Manasseh, he, meaning he forgot all about what he had been through and what they had done to him. And he passed over Mizpah, which is of Gilead, the watchtower. And from Mizpah of Gilead, he passed over unto the children of Ammon. See, there's a whole lot of passing over here. In other words, there's going to be a whole lot of things that you're going to have to get through in order to deal with them children of Ammon, which is that world instinct, that tribal instinct. See, see, it's a whole lot of things you're going to have to get out of yourself that pass over in your life in order to get you out of addiction. Greed, fornication, gluttony, all them ways of sin, they're all key. There's a whole lot of, you got to pass over a whole lot of stuff to get away from that before you can be even able to fight that demon called the children of Ammon. You got to get over depression. You got to get over frustration. You got to get over not having enough to know that with God, you got enough. You got to get over all that in order to fight that thing so that it can't and defeat it so that it don't pull you back. Because if you ain't passed over all these certain things, Gilead, Mizpah, and all that, if you ain't passed over all of that, then what's going to happen is that when you get over here to fight that thing, you ain't going to be able to stand because you, you, done, you, you done left your work undone. See, this is a process. You don't jump from here to there. You don't jump from there to up here. You got to be not called but chosen for this if you're going to do it and withstand what it takes to handle this up here. It look easy because I'm anointed to do it. But come on up here and try And everything that come with it now. Not just this hour that we hear in the pulpit. No, no, no. Let's talk about, that's only 10%. Let's talk about that other 90% that you don't even never see. <laughs> yeah. 
And it includes this right here, too. Coming out your... You hear me? Because when you don't, we have to. You understand that? Yeah. Yes, Lord. Now, do you still think that you're capable of this? Look easy, don't it? Ain't nothing easy about it. Whole lot of nights. You want to cry a whole lot of nights. Me and my old lady have held each other in hurt and pain because of how dirty people are in Christianity. That's a dirty mob. That's a dirty mob. That mob called Christian, that's a dirty mob. They'll kill you. Laugh while you laughing in your face. They ready. They sticking knives all in your back. <laughs> you want to see my back? <laughs> it's filled with stab wounds. But I was chosen. That's why I'm still I don't take days off because I don't feel like it. Brenda don't take days off because she don't feel like it. Don't work like that with us. 29, say, how be it? Or then the spirit, uh -huh, and he, well, verse 30 says, now look what, after Jephthah, see, he passed over, right? In verse 29, he passed over. Unto the children of Ammon. Now you ready to walk. But how many of y'all know that a loose lip will sink a ship? Huh? <laughs> Ain't nothing worse than that old big mouth. You know what I'm saying? And if you sit there and try to argue with a big mouth, you look stupid with it. Hmm? So people will try you. Christian folk. <laughs> the one that say they know God, you ain't gonna have no problems out of sinners. Sinners know they sinners. Your problem gonna come from the one that call and tell your brothers and your sisters. You might as well get used to that and understand that. The word of the Lord says here in verse 30 that Jephthah, he did what? He vowed a vow to the Lord. You don't do that. And said, If thou shalt without fail, Deliver the children of Ammon unto my hand. Then it shall be. Now this is crazy here. That whatsoever <laughs> come forth of the doors of my home to meet me. Mm. Jesus said I stand at the door and knock. Watch it boy. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. When I return in peace from the children of Ammon. Surely shall surely be the Lord. And I will offer it. This way he's messed up. And I will offer it up. It's all right for it to be unto the Lord, but now I'm going to offer it up for a burnt offering. Oh, no. Wow. This is crazy here. Watch this. Ecclesiastes. Go to Ecclesiastes, the fifth chapter, verses 2 and verses 4. Minister. We gotta be careful what we're saying with our mouth. Ecclesiastes 5, verses 2 and verses 4. Can I get it? We have to be very careful about what we say and what we vow. He say now, don't be rash with your mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon the earth. So let your words be what? Oh, you don't want to talk to me, say. Say, say you don't want to talk. You're looking at it, but you don't want to open your own mouth because you must be guilty. Now I'm going to say it again. Therefore, let thy words be what? Shut up. That's what he's saying. Talk too much. You know no more phones? Listening to stuff that you shouldn't be listening to when people come to you with that foolishness instead of you shutting it down right then and there. Can't nobody in here come to me and tell me nothing about nobody. I don't want to hear these are my people and I'm covering them. 
Now you get there. Ain't no, yeah, there's one child. You ain't got no business doing that. Shut up! Too much mouth. He's made a vow. And he said, first thing come through the door. Now, Jesus' door, right? We're talking about a spiritual thing here. And when we open that door, the first thing going to come through that door that we open is what? Salvation, right? That fool made a vow to kill his own salvation. And he didn't even know it. So when the thing was done, go to verse 4, son. When thou vowest the vow to God, pay up. For you ain't no pleasure in a what? Say it. Yeah, a fool. Y'all can read. Some of y'all, just about everything in here, either going to college or got college education. Come on. Act like you can't read up in here. You don't want to read it. <laughs> That's what the problem is. You don't want to read it. Because it's a reflection of us. Huh? How many times we vowed to God, oh, I ain't going to do it no more and go right back and do it again. You better hush. He said, you better pay that which you done vowed to God. It's best you don't vow nothing to God. God, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. If you just get me out of it. <laughs> God, get you out of it. It ain't two minutes. You crawling back in that old hole again. Hmm? I ain't going to whoop your hard. You got to like it. Just a little. Because it's real, right? And, and it's okay for us to be real with each other because all of us, you know what I'm saying, it's all right. It's good for us to get tapped. Y'all be glad you got somebody up in there that'll tap you. You know, because I'm getting tapped too. It ain't like y'all getting tapped and I'm not. Everybody get tapped. Shoot. I just learned to like it. You might think I'm going to say this, but I'm not. <laughs> I ain't into that. <laughs> Boss, I let, don't you try it. Shut up. <laughs> I, ain't into, <laughs> I ain't into the getting beat off. <laughs> but I am into understanding what that whooping is for. I can't understand that. Now, now this old boy done made that vow. So verse 32 says, in Judges, and I'm closing, right on time. Judges 11, verse 32. So Jephthah, he passed over unto the children of Ammon to fight against them. And the Lord, and the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into his hand, which is his power, okay? He won the victory. But he had made a vow to kill his own salvation. When you open the door to your house, when you open that door to Jesus, Jesus is coming in with salvation. First thing going to come through that you're going to kill it. The very thing you need. Hmm? See, that's that's what that tribal instinct of the world will do. It'll cause you to kill your salvation. Let me tell y'all something right now. Don't you ever believe in that mess called once saved, always saved. You'll go to hell believing that. There is a, if you read deep enough in the Bible, in the book of Mark, you'll see that there is a, in the Revelation especially, there is a final salvation, people. You just don't get saved. <laughs> you out of your mind. You you can walk away anytime you want to. 
No man can pluck you out of the Father's hand, but you can go. You got your own. Now, he done showed you that over and over and over and over in Hebrews and everything else. Now, a lot of people try to twist the scripture, but don't you play with God like that. You can walk away from this thing anytime you want to and become a reprobate. Salvation is an ongoing thing. It ain't no one-time thing. You got to keep walking in it. And you got to keep growing in it. That's that old tribal instinct with them old denominations. Every one of them got their own little religion they got set up. They got their own little pet peeve. Some got the little pet peeve. If everybody don't speak in tongues, they ain't got the Holy Ghost. You crazy. That ain't what the words say. Paul said, I wish all y'all speak in tongues. But if you do speak in tongues, you need to have a, 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 an interpreter if it's in the church. And if you don't have an interpreter, then you need to go home and shut up and do that in your closet. Because that's between you and God. And you run around all in here. See, see speaking in tongues, that's just for the unbeliever. It ain't for the believer. That's what it's for. All that stuff for the unbeliever. We believe, you know. But you think you got a special art. So you think it's so special until you done create a whole religion. Then you got nothing over here done create a religion on, okay, you got to be baptized with water before you can be saved. You get saved first. <laughs> you know, you're going to put a cart before a mule. That water baptism is only an external thing, just like this right here. This is just an external thing to keep you in remembrance. Water baptism is simply a show of an external show of you inducting yourself into the family of God. It don't save you. Only the blood of Jesus Christ. But now they got that up there. And then they got this over here. And then they got up. See, all that's tribal instinct. And it caused division. You see? And when you don't know what's in the Bible, you get trapped off in this stuff. And because the people out here, the leaders out here, most of them aren't teaching the Bible. So people are so confused and they're so caught up in that tribal instinct until when they hear the truth, they reject the truth. So God say, my people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. And he said, now, it ain't because they didn't know the truth, but it's because they rejected the truth, and because they reject the truth, they ain't going to be no priest to me. Because when the truth came forth, your mind was so screwed up from all these old crazy denominations and stuff that they got out here until you wouldn't be able to know the truth when you hear it. Because the only way you can hear the truth is to truly have the Spirit of God in you. Jesus said, when this gospel is preached, not all that other stuff, but when this gospel is preached, then the end will come. We're the ones that are holding God up because we ain't preaching what we need to preach. But Lord, I ain't in no hurry. The old giant said to the little girl, do you believe in God? The girl said, yeah. He said, now, would you like to meet him? She said, not right now. Well, that's the way, probably the way it is with all of us. Do you really want to meet him? Oh, we're going to meet him, but Bible said, now, what's in it for you? All you that desire to see and rush in the day of the Lord. What's in it for you? He, the, 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 the word asked that. What's in it for you? When the day of the Lord comes. He said it ain't neither light or day. On that day. Y'all remember that eclipse? Had not too long back. Then I'm close. And the day just looked weird. 
for about an hour or two. Do y'all remember that? About, about, about a, I guess it, it wasn't even a year ago. And the day just looked so, it just didn't look like day. It was weird. And that's how God described in the Bible the day of the Lord. It won't be light or day. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. So we don't know what we're dealing with, church. And that's why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that's why we need to understand that in this year, we need to have our perfect vision. As Pastor Brenda spoke last week, we need to have our perfect vision toward God and not toward the tribal instincts of this world. Remember, the tribes of Israel, they're compacted together where the tribes go up, up, up. The tribes of the Lord to give thanks unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. Give him praise, church. Give him praise.